Welcome to The Garden Pod. Uh, this episode is all about Learning Conversations Day, which is a new day at Gardens National School, which sees us inviting parents and students in to talk about holistic development. Um, we're going to be talking to Laura McGregor, who's one of our assistant teachers here at the school, um, and she'll be giving an overview of the day, the thinking behind it, and what we hope to achieve. So that'll do from me. Um, if you're interested in that, listen on. I give you a Laura. Okay, uh, welcome to the Garden Pod, and today we're talking to Laura McGregor. Hi, Laura. Hello. Who is an assistant head teacher in the secondary school? Um, she's got all sorts of different responsibilities. Do you want to give us a quick overview of what you do? Like, super quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so my main responsibilities are looking after Key Stage 4, working really closely with those heads of year to ensure that the students in our care there have the best possible guidance, support, in order to achieve their best, whether that is in terms of their well-being or their academics. Um, I also lead our student leadership programme, um, which has developed over the past four years and is um, providing opportunities for students to develop leadership skills that are crucial um, both in school and post-GIS for their wider life and I'm also working on the community service programme this year looking at how we can develop meaningful long-term programmes with our community service providers here in Malaysia. Pretty straightforward. Uh, And the good news is we're going to be talking to some student leaders about that programme in a future podcast. We are, I look forward to it. Nice plug. Um, Right, so what we're talking about today is conversations for learning. Um, Now this is a bit of a tagline, I guess, that we use at school. It's part of our strategic plan. And some might say it sounds a bit odd, like conversations for learning in a school. You're obviously going to have conversations for learning. So... Maybe we should spend some time just highlighting why it is that we've stated this, Conversations for Learning, what we think that that might be or look like, and why we believe it's important. So I think Conversations for Learning are just vital in order for students to know where they are, where they're going, and how they're going to get there. Um, I think as teachers it's very easy to slip into the mode of telling and telling students what to do. Whereas conversations for learning open up that coaching style that enable conversations to develop where students become more self-directed in their thinking and it moves from being told what to do to actually thinking for themselves, develop those reflection skills, those critical thinking skills and those planning skills in order to formulate their own action plan. And so I think conversations for learning long term in an ideal world will look like every student is having a coaching is being coached in order to achieve their best I think we're in a really good place now I think we have a lot of positivity surrounding learning conversations and our staff have been fantastic in embracing that and every time you walk down the corridor there are students having these one-to-one conversations so not only does it allow students to kind of become own their own learning, it also allows those conversations to build relationships and have that one-to-one conversation. What did you do at the weekend? What do you enjoy? What are your passions? So that we begin to understand students as the unique individuals that they are rather than 
Bob in year seven is a grade. <laughs> yeah. And we take away the data and put a person to the student rather than looking at the data, which obviously as a highly academic school and a really high achieving school, yeah. is that there is a danger that we could fall into that trap. So Okay, I'm gonna jump in. Because we covered quite a lot of ground there <laughs> very, very quickly. So would it be fair to say that what we're wanting here is more active conversations between two people, it might be small groups, rather than the more passive conversation, which might be very teacher-instructive and very teacher-led. That'd be yeah, awesome. Yeah, agree. And you've used the term coaching there, uh, I think, three, three times. And that's a really important part of what makes a good learning conversation, uh, as far as we believe. So maybe it's worth just explaining that because coaching to many people will mean um, yeah, sports coaching yeah. or something like that. So coaching is a very popular method in a number of different industries and the main goal of coaching is to encourage an individual to become more self-directed. Um, so asking questions to encourage their thinking and get them to arrive to conclusions or outcomes through a series of questions that causes them to think and develop their own ideas and their own opinions rather than being told. So it's different to mentoring where you generally have someone that's more experienced giving advice and guidance, and that still has a place in every, every industry and every in, here at GIS. However, coaching, through coaching, it helps people become more self-directed and have more ownership over their um, over their development, their learning, and long term. Obviously, it builds builds skills and it builds capacities and develops individuals into becoming thinkers rather than yeah. just doers or relying on a, on a mentor. Yeah, and again, that's really I think what you said there about. We're not saying that mentorship doesn't have a place and, and the teacher telling somebody something doesn't have a place, um, but we definitely place quite a lot of weight in this use of questioning and helping a student to develop their own... Their own um, we're just turning the air conditioning <laughs> off. That's what that awkward, awkward, awkward silence bit was. Um, so I'm sure I was saying something pretty, pretty good there. Uh, but basically coaching, so we're using questioning, we're trying to bring that out. Now, can anybody do this? We've both been on the end of good coaching. Yep. Maybe we've been on the end of some bad coaching as well. Um, is this something that you can kind of just walk into work or school as a teacher and just kind of do? I think we do it quite naturally through questioning. I think as a teacher, your questioning skills are probably, like to think, more developed than maybe some other professions. However, to be a good coach takes years and years of practice um, and there are lots of skills involved in developing coaching we've done various workshops across the school that trying to develop those skills but coaching really takes practice and um, as I said the best coaches in the world have it is their profession their profession is a coach whereas we are coaches teachers yeah. mentors support staff um, all rolled into one um, so anyone can coach, mm. and I'm currently working with the Year 12 student leaders to develop their coaching skills right. and giving them some skills and guidance on how they can use those, those new skills. Anyone can coach, but to be a good coach, it does take years, but, and it takes practice. Yep. Um, and it takes reflection and thinking about, I mean, I've had coaching conversations where I think, wow, that really didn't go that well. 
I think um, my questioning didn't get them thinking. Yeah. And so I think to be a good coach, you need to be reflective and you need to be open and honest that it is a long process and we're not all going to be amazing coaches overnight. Yeah. But when it works, man, it works well, yeah, doesn't it? it really Really, does. really well, whether it's for an adult or whether it's for a kid. And when it works well, if you're on the receiving end of, of, of having a good coach... I think you just come out with such a clear idea about what your next steps are. And for me, it's always about empowerment. So when I've had a good coaching session with a, with a skilled coach who's good and understands me, I walk out of that situation feeling, I know what to do, and I'm in charge of it. Yeah. Not, I know what to do, and I've got to do it to please you. And that's where we want our kids to be, yeah. isn't it? With it? So I'm going to try, try and wrap this back round now. That's where we want our kids to be in terms of their conversations with their coach or, or teacher or we could say mentor as well I guess but yeah. in the conversations for learning that's what we want them to, to feel is that definitely fair? I think that word empowerment is key to all of this like we want our staff to feel empowered and that's why we coach our staff we want our students to feel empowered and feel they have the ability and have the confidence to take control of their own learning because yeah. once they leave us here at GIS mm. they will be in control of their own learning when they go to university and into jobs, they need to have that confidence that they can do it. Yeah. So starting at a young age is really, really important. So it's fair to say that this is something we take seriously. It's part yes. of our strategic plan, and yeah. we've actually got a section called Conversations for We learning. do indeed. Um, and we're, we're to the point where we're actually looking at our systems and structures and asking ourselves, you know, I like this phrase, a wicked question, you know, a question that's hard to answer. Are our systems and structures doing the best job in giving us what we want and what we believe in? Uh, and when we look at learning, not conversations for learning, our standard sort of conversations with parents and kids probably traditionally tended to revolve around what kind of what kind of things? Staff talking, yeah. parents and students listening. Listen. And, and a parent's evening, which I'm sure any parents listening out there can be, not always, but can be quite a passive experience for the parent. Yeah, I think our normal PTCs have a place, mm -hmm. um, 100%. However, when we look at the best partnerships, the best partnerships are involving all parties. It's not just one taking the lead. And historically, what tends to happen, as you said, at our PTCs, it is the teacher talking maybe for five minutes, giving a lot of data giving some strengths, giving some areas for development and giving some suggestions on how that can improve. But it's very, it goes back to that model of being teacher-led. Yeah. So um, providing an opportunity where we can work as a partnership, a home-school partnership, student-teacher partnership and, a, and triangulate those three key facets of home, school and student. When we work together, the outcomes are surely going to be stronger if we're all on the same page and parents understand where we're coming from and feel they have a, the opportunity to input. Yeah. Whether or not they want to or feel confident mm -hmm. is maybe something that needs we can support with but as long as we're providing that opportunity for a three-way conversation so that no one in that conversation is a passenger. Okay, and that's going to segue beautifully into that. <laughs> well, well played. Um, but before the WhatsApp groups start going crazy, are we getting rid of parents' evenings? No. So as we've made... I'll say that again. We are not getting rid of parents' evenings. So one of my roles this year has been parental engagement, looking at 
how we can engage our parents more. I've been working closely with Matt Sheldon on this. And one of the, the major feedback that often comes out of staff surveys that came out of the survey that we did as a focus group is we want more time with the tutor. Why don't we have more time? The tutor is the first point of call in school. They see my child every day. Why do we not have that time? Mm. Um, and, and the tutor, just to give that context, because, again, we might be using language that's unfamiliar to some. So the tutor would be a, um, a teacher who meets them at the start of the day and the middle of the day Every day. Every day, apart from Friday. Yeah, it's their point of contact, um, probably the teacher that they'll get to know best, hopefully, over yeah. their time in school, and the teacher that knows them best as an individual. Yeah. Not necessarily their maths best or their English best, but them best. So that when we say tutor, that's what we mean, rather than a sort of academic tutor. And it's taking that back to that point that we discussed about earlier, about knowing the student as an individual. Where are their strengths are? What CCAs are they doing? What do they love? What do they dislike? So making sure that tutor is the first point of call. How are they doing socially? All of that sort of stuff. Teachers always feed back to the tutor, but we felt we were missing potentially a link between tutor and parents. Okay. So based on feedback from parents, um, from all of secondary parents um, who filled in the surveys. Thank you. Thank you very much. We really do appreciate your feedback. Um, and to... Um, Kind of anecdotal evidence, we there was a need to provide more time with the tutor, um, and so a group of eleven of us have been working on this for the kind of the past eight months. Going back to the original question, while we are obviously looking at how we can engage with our our parents and our tutors more, we will still keep PTCs. So every year group had a PTC in term one. PTC is a, a parent-teacher parent. conference. So there are still those opportunities to see those subject teachers. There are still um, PTCs, parent-teacher conferences, in term three. However, based on the feedback, we have obviously looked at evolving this trial day. So I am going to use the word trial. We have taken a risk. We know we've taken a risk. We have learnt a lot along the way and the process has been really important we hope and we feel that we've made a really amazing day that will really kind of work we do we firmly believe that however we are open to feedback post event okay so you've got there and i know the feeling really really well you've got there uh, it's fair to say that this is what and we'll explain what it is in a minute because we haven't actually explained explain what it is but it's fair to say that there's a certain degree of nerves around what we're, what we're going to be yeah. trying to do. It's a new initiative. Um, it is based on feedback, but I think going back to what we talked about at the start of the conversation, it's also based on some fundamental principles that we believe are important yeah. to, uh, to our kids at the school. Um, that triangle that you talked about, and we're trying to answer that question, how do we do that better? Yeah. So Laura and her team have been working for a long time on, on, on this thing, which I would say is a risk. But it's not a, it's not an uncalculated risk, and I don't think it's a huge risk because it's based on some really good research, good work, good conversations, etc. So let's just break down what it is that we're going to be doing, and the date of this is the twenty-first of February, Wednesday after Chinese New Year. Good Wednesday, the twenty-first of February, so very soon, um, which is after next week. So that'll date this podcast a bit. But I'm sure there's, <laughs> I'm sure there's some other stuff for those of you that are listening after the event. And we're going to have what we're calling a learning conversations day. Correct. So, 
what does a learning conversations day look like? Should we, should we do it as a student and as a parent? What yeah. would they experience? So as a student, um, you will experience a 20-minute conversation, 15, 20-minute conversation with your tutor or your support tutor. At the start of the year, you are allocated a member of staff that is in charge of basically your, your progress, your well-being, your, your development. Um, so that might be your tutor, it might be your support tutor. But, and those two members of staff are liaising very closely to make sure that there are no holes and no miscommunications. So as a student, you'll have a 15-20 minute conversation with your tutor. Okay? Prior to that, you will be working with your tutor. All year, you will have had one-to-ones with your tutor or your support tutor. One-to-ones, I'm just going to say. One-to-one conversations. So a conversation where you've sat with your tutor on your own, potentially in a group, and they have asked you questions about your well-being, your progress, what you're loving, what you're hating, what your strengths are, what your challenges are, those sorts of things. So you will have had one-to-ones throughout the year with a member of staff. You might have done Google Forms, you might have done um, activities, but you will have been preparing, you might not have known it, but you will have been preparing for this day and your tutor will have been preparing for for this day since August. So this week, um, so week beginning 5th of February, you will have been completing a target sheet in class asking you questions about where you think you are. What are your strengths? What are your areas of development? How might you develop those areas? What are your challenges? How can you help yourself? How can you find help? That sort of thing. So you'll have been preparing for this this week and you've been having conversations with your tutor about that. Can I jump in there? Because I think there's a really important side point here. These sheets and the training that's been done, the conversations that have been happening between students and tutors... They've not really been focused on, okay, in maths we need to go up this level, no. or in English we need to do this, that, and that. We've used the word, this sort of popular word, the holistic kind of approach. So what kinds of things are we... I mean, there's nothing wrong with talking about some subject development, no. but what kinds of things are we also hoping to bring into the conversation that maybe don't get talked about at, like, PTCs, parentage conferences, for example? Yeah, so it might be um, feelings about school, how... Do they feel they are part of a community? Do they feel they have friends? Do they feel they have people that support them? Do they have adults that they can go and talk to? Do they know where their lines of support are? And obviously long term, what are their goals? What are their aspirations? What are their dreams? That sort of thing. So in a conversation yesterday I had with one of my... um, I'm a support tutor, so um, I'm mentoring and coaching a student... We talked about where he's going at university and he didn't know. And so we talked about, right, how are we going to find out? And he came in and <laughs> this morning and high-fived me because he'd gone and done a bit of research and okay. found a university that he liked. So it's definitely subject comes into it because yeah. we have to think, right, where do they need support and in what subject and how we can support that. Mm-hmm. But it's looking at a wide picture. Is there a trend? So if they are struggling in four subjects why might they be struggling is it organization is it their questioning skills is it their reflection skills ability to work with others not getting involved in in school life they could just be really lonely yeah yeah and these are the things that the tutors 
no yeah. and uh, are best placed to have those conversations about. You know, I, I was doing some work with some year nines yesterday on this and um, a lot of the organisation stuff came out. You know, the barriers that are stopping me from succeeding across many domains within the school are, you know, I can't. I can't organise my time. I procrastinate. I do these things. So by trying to tackle some of those wider learning issues uh, or well-being issues, we're hoping that that will have a positive impact upon happiness within school, well-being within school, and so on. So um, I want to just jump a little bit. Um, so the kids are going to come in. Yeah. They're going to meet their tutor, but there's been a lot of prep, and that's really yeah. important to state, a lot of prep in advance of that that yeah. uh, discussion and the parents going to be sitting there as well so we've all parents so we've got a, a triangle going on and then what are we hoping to achieve by that 20 minute conversation so by the end of that 20 minute conversation we would like to have worked with the parent and the student to identify what we call a holistic target so that target won't be i need to revise more in maths that is not a meaningful target and that is very limited mm. in its scope and in its ability to develop the child as a whole. It will be a holistic target that will we really feel, we really hope and we believe will raise attainment across the board yeah. potentially. It might raise as you said, happiness. We all know stu happy students mm. are more successful. Mm. Um, and so even if it is a, a conversation that, a uh, target, sorry, that might not necessarily, as a parent, you might not feel has a direct impact on learning, it might have an indirect impact impact on learning. Although we, we will want these targets to be measurable, won't we? We, yeah, and so they will be, be reflected upon. Yeah, they will be smart targets, so they will be specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and time frames. Well done. So, so for example, one, one target might be. I will develop, I will trial a series of um, series of strategies in order to help improve my organisation across the board in term three. Yeah. And these might be a Google calendar, a, a use of a planner, or check a, a calendar on the fridge, whatever. Yeah. But something that they can trial, experiment with, see if there's been an improvement, yeah. and work like that. Equally, it could be something, you know, I'm a kid who's just struggling a bit to integrate into school, we might identify some things or projects that they could work with yeah. and then we'll reflect on that later to see if it, it, it helps their well-being and general feelings about school. Exactly. It might be just getting a bit more involved. Someone might tell me they want to be a medic and I'm saying, okay, so what? what's your extracurricular looking like? Oh, I'm not doing anything. Yep. Okay, so how are we going to develop those wider skills that you need to be in order to be successful. So it might be joining CCAs, it might be developing certain skills, it might be research, all of those sorts of things. So while parents might not see it as a direct target to improve a specific subject and have a direct impact on learning, a holistic target is meant to improve learning across the board rather than in a specific yeah. subject. And it can. And it can, yeah. If and this is really important to message to parents. I'll, I'll speak directly to parents. Um, if you engage in the process, there is a high likelihood that it will be successful. Yeah. And that's from a teacher's point of view, and that's from a kid's point of view, and that's from a parent's point of view. If we engage in a process like this half-heartedly, or you know, paying lip service to it, then 
no good, right? It's almost guaranteed a failure. Um, and, but what will really help for these targets to be successful if the parents are aware of them, yeah. having discussions about them at home, reflecting on them with their students, um, with their students, with, with, their, with their own children. <laughs> I, don't, I don't view my children as, as my students. Uh, <laughs> maybe sometimes. Uh, and, and really involving themselves in that conversation for learning. Yeah. Um, and we really, and I guess that's a... One of the reasons we're doing this podcast, we're putting it out before the conversations yeah. day. We want parents um, to understand why we're doing it, what it's about, yeah. and really to engage in this process and give it a crack. Yeah, please. Yeah, we have, like we said, we have taken a risk. It's a calculated risk. We really believe in this, but it does involve. All, we have a lot of staff feeling very positive and very on board. The students. All of these things are already going on. The targets are still being made in these one-to-one conversations. What's important is we are trying to engage you as parents and form that collaborative um, support network for the students so that we are all on the same page, we're all giving the same message and we're all giving the same support because two yeah. heads are better than one. It's hard, to, it's hard to argue with that, really, isn't it? You know, I think it, I think it is. And that's why, you know, when you said it's a risk, I, I think it's a minimal risk if yeah. we as the stakeholders are in this, in this organisation really, really, you know, go for it. I guess, yeah. you know, do it, do it, full, full guns. Um, right. Oh, sorry, can I just jump in there? And um, just, uh, inf- this will be a long-term target. So we have obviously our database sims that we use as staff and SLG is available to you as parents. All of these targets... SLG, Student Learning Gateway, which yes. is our... Uh, data management type software which you can access this is so dull <laughs> you can access as a parent Pick go onto parent the website portal. go stuff if you don't know come and ask there will be a workshop on the learning conversations day to help you engage with that if you are unaware of what our SLG portal is great segue um, sorry go, go I'm, I'm going to gonna go, go back, back to, to the first thing so th- we really believe these targets are so important that every target is going to be written on sims yep. every member of staff will see every student's target so even I might, I might not be a tutor in year 12, but I, it's still my responsibility to support the students in my biology class yep. to achieve these targets. So as a biology teacher, I will see the targets. Okay, that's organisation. Yep. What can I do as a member of staff? We are all collectively responsible. What can I do as a member of staff to support this student in year 12 who is struggling with organisation? Yeah, I, love, I love that. I mean, that's one of the most powerful things about this. Very often in secondary schools, we end up on our little islands. Yeah. Our island might be the hist- might me as a history teacher or you as a biology teacher, and you know that's where I live and that's where the kid is with yeah. me. But what's this doing? This is building bridges between school and home, yeah. and it's building bridges between the islands and saying we are all interested in the kid first, yeah. the student first, not the history first, not the biology first, mm-hmm. the student first. And if we're all interested in the student first, then those other things actually start to take care of themselves. Yeah. We haven't got long left, so we're going to make this really, really quick. Um, But there is another side to the Learning Conversations Day for parents and for students, which is the workshops, which you alluded to a minute ago. So maybe just give us a one-minute kind of summary of that, because that's quite exciting. Yeah, so obviously we want to engage our parents, and we appreciate coming in to school for 20 minutes is potentially taking time off work to do that is uh, one of the barriers that we know we would face. So rather than just having you come into school for 20 minutes and then go home, we have got a series of workshops, of over 40 workshops, that are running concurrently on the day. 
So from 10 o'clock until the last workshop starts at 4 o'clock, there will be workshops um, throughout the day. Um, and those workshops will be repeated. So if you have a, if you really want to go to a workshop, it will be on twice a day. Great. That was shared with you. So the workshops, the workshop timetable shared with you, sorry, and the information about each workshop. So the workshops fall into three categories. Well-being, as a school, that is one of our core values. We strongly believe in the well-being of our staff, our students, and our parents. Um, so there will be, we're having a yoga instructor coming in to teach yoga with you and your child. I don't know if many of you get to have some yoga lessons with your, with your children. That might be something that you might want to do. We're having scratch-up therapy. We've got lots of well-being, um, well-being content for you. Um, this is, and so we've got the well-being side of things. We've then got the school information side of things, which is anything that you might want to know about what's going on in secondary school, in particular, such as higher education, such as the Year 9 options process. Um, nuts and bolts things. Yeah, no. student leadership, yeah. IA. What is going on that you might not have an opportunity as a Year 7 parent to engage in higher education? Correct. So providing those opportunities. Then the third kind of um, strand. strand of the workshops is our curriculum. So this is a really exciting initiative where you get to go to a range of subjects of your choice. Every faculty is putting on these workshops and you get to experience what it is like to be a student in those lessons. So you engage with, you do a science practical or you with your child or you do a history lesson or you go and do engage in what's going on in humanities in, in the project this year. Yep. So those are hands-on lessons and those um, they're open to all students and all parents. So yep. ideal world, you're going along with your student, engage with your child, engaging in a number of different workshops, meeting new people and forming understanding with your child. And all of these things can lead to good conversations for learning. Yeah. And that seems like a sensible place to stop. <laughs> um, Laura and team. Um, yeah, massive team. And a massive shout out. Massive shout out to the team. Um, do, you, do you want to name them? Or? Yeah, yeah, so we have been working with Andy Taylor, head of year eight, Michael Browning, head of year 12, Sophie Hibbert, who is our community service coordinator, um, Rachel Saunders, a chemistry teacher, Michelle Berry Keller, who's leading our CIS drive this year, um, Izzy Richards, head of GAP, um, Emma Jones, our business teacher, um, Robin Lawrence, head of drama, Rhiannon Stocker over in art, and Elle Morrison um, down in coordinator science. Um, I think I've got everyone. I'm doing a mental scan of the room. They have been absolute superstars and given up a lot of time and really dug deep and thought about and being proactive in making this a good day. So we hope you enjoy it. Please fill in the questionnaire. It is not set in stone. We want your feedback. We know it can always be better. So please do fill in the questionnaire that you'll get post-event staff, students and um, parents so that we can make sure we make informed decisions before we move on. Great. And um, a big shout out to Laura as well. A lot of work has gone into this, as you can hopefully hear. It's not... It's not just been made up. There's a lot of thinking behind it, a lot of people behind it, a lot of brains in it. Um, engage in it, enjoy it, um, and let's make some informed decisions based on, on that full engagement. Right. Yeah. I look forward to seeing you all there. Thanks, Laura. Thank you.